Um, to God be the glory that I'm still here. There's been times where I wanted to give up. Um, my depression started creeping in. The voices started creeping in. But I just kept grabbing my Bible. I never let my Bible go. I never stopped getting on my knees. I never stopped reading my God's journal that I personally wrote myself, which are my personal prayers. I never stopped anointing my children. I never stopped anointing my house. I never stopped anointing myself. But every time I close my eyes, I see broken. So what do you think that that means? I need to get myself together. I need to fix myself. I need to allow God to fix me. I need to run <laughs> not away from him, but to him. And I have to do it in every aspect, not just reading, fasting. I have to do that as well. I have to reach out to my brothers and my sisters, my mothers and my fathers of Christ. Because this is something that I wasn't supposed to face alone. No matter how much, I just kept seeing my house phone in my head for me to call in. I just ignored it because I just didn't want to be a burden. I didn't want anyone to judge me. Um. Because the way that I feel as a mom, um, I shouldn't. But it's so much hurt and pain there. It's hard to get over. In the midst of trying to ignore that and pray through that, not ignore it, but just pray through that, I've been physically ill. Uh suffering from something small in the beginning. Uh, I had the doctors ignoring it, thinking it was something small when I thought of, when I was telling them it was something serious. To now it is something serious. Um, now it, I don't trust the doctors. Um, now what do I do? So now what is it that you want God to do? Whatever his will, I can't tell him what to do. I can't. I don't even know what to ask him for because I feel as though 
the way that I feel inside, I'm not even worthy of him doing anything right now in my life. Um, I'm not. I'm not trying to ask. I just keep asking that his will be done. I don't ask for anything else. I don't ask for anything else specific because I have to clean up myself as well because I want him to clean me up too.
Prophet Beverly Swenson, good morning, afternoon. Good afternoon, welcome. Yeah, he was cooking neck bones with string beans and all of that for dinner. You asked for breakfast, I'm saying no, lunch or dinner, what are we eating today? I never heard you say, what are we eating today? I that that's why and then I asked uh, there to eat at home. Well, he, he had some neck bones on. Pastor Varley. We had a picture of him. Praise the Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Wells of Living Waters, bringing up ministries. I am your apostle, Apostle Don, your mother, your sister, your cousin, however you may see me in the walk of life to help you along the way to see who our God is that we serve. We also operate under women in the moment. Being on one accord as God intended us to be, helping one another, tending to our needs, comforting one another, bringing change into our lives, expecting a difference in the outlook of our circumstances, encouraging each other to uplift our spirits. Our foundation scripture is 1 Peter 4 and 10, open up as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the mainfold grace of God. 
for our earthly say. How do we worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Are you looking for the one and only living God? If so, we worship in the spirit and truth. Join us as the spirit leads you. We offer transportation if needed. Well, our transportation is by the way of electronic calls. So, therefore, you can be anywhere in fellowship with this ministry. Feel free to share with your friends, family, and loved ones. We all want everyone to be a part of God's work. Our our cornerstone scripture is Isaiah 61 and 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek, he hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. We are here for your purposes of counseling through the blood of Jesus Christ. We give you the teaching through the Bible and the Bible only. We do come from King James Version. If you have your other versions, that are fine, but we prefer King James because we want to stay all the way in the will of the Lord. We don't want to add, take away nothing for God's word. We want you to be healed, delivered, and set free, all in the name of Jesus. I am here for your counseling needs, um, for your guidance in the walk of life teach you and give you the understanding of what thus saith the Lord. We are on a regular time, so if you miss anything, um, you can go back and listen to us on the podcast. Um, You are able to share it on all platforms. We are also on all platforms um, via Apple, via the podcast Anchor, and hundreds more. Today we want to lift up the name of the Lord God Almighty. We're going to address some things that were already given. I would like to um, go into prayer. If you're just getting on, please mute your phone um, so that everyone can hear and there are no distractions upon the line. A lot of background noise, um, and it throws off the podcast as well. So if you're just now getting on, please meet your phone. The announcements we have, our big celebration coming up for the Lord is our revival. Woo, woo, woo. September the 18th. Hey, I put that in the back. Um, right. so James, I wanted to say that. They're too small. They're too small for your time. I mean, they can be. Oh. Um, for now, I'll just mute everyone else out, and I'll unmute after I give the announcements. Um, our big revival coming up also for those that will be getting licensed um, in the ministry. That's coming up September the 18th, starting at 4 o'clock. It will be at 4710 Arth Road on the third floor. Um, if you need any information, um, I will send out the flyers 
um, again to give you a reminder of what there is to come. We are on this service every Sunday at 12 noon, and we go until the Holy Spirit seems fit to let us go. Um, so please be prompt and on time where we don't have to have a long, drawn-out service. Our next upcoming event um, for this week is Tuesday, the Zoom. Um, via Zoom, it is the ministry, Heal Without Scars. Uh, we are in the matters of the heart. And every Monday through Friday, we are on call on this line that you called in today um, for a women's talk of women elevation. It's not just for women, but we are on we talk and we pray um, under the leadership of Prophet Jackie, and um, Heal Without Scars is under the leadership of Apostle Maxine. Um, we will be having an up-and-coming service in December, which will be a conference, um, and there will be a, it's a two-day conference. The first day we will have a comedy show, gospel comedy show, um, and I will have uh, Prophetess Biff to give us the uh, rundown for that. And then December the 4th, which is that Saturday, we will have our conference of um, the of our conference school that we will begin to start. We will start classes next year on learning and knowing who you are in Christ. If you are interested, um, we will begin to take registration for December the 4th in September. Um, we will begin to make the flyers and pass them out. This will be a paid conference. You will get your materials and things as you come to sign in for the conference on that day. Um, I will give everyone the information for December the 4th once we begin to make the flyers and get everything printed out. And that will be at a cost for the class um, for the two days and other calls for the classes in for next year. Um, so, Prophetess Bev, if you can give us um, an, a rundown for December the 3rd. Yes, December the 3rd, Healing Through Worship presents A Night of Laughter. Um, it's going to be at, what, 4710, I'm hoping I'm getting the address right, 4710 Off Place, the yes. same place that the conference is going to be at. Um, it's going to be December the 3rd. Um, doors open at 630. Showtime starts at 7. Um, your tickets are on Eventbrite. Go to Eventbrite Healing Through Worship presents a night of laughter. Um, the tickets are $20. Um, you could purchase them, and it is a paid event. Um, 
we just pray that we all come together and that night of just to have fun, um, a good, clean Christian fun. Uh, just because we are Christians don't mean say we can't laugh and we can't have fun. And um, I promise you, I promise you, you will live, you will not be the same. If you're not healed any other way, we want the laughter to heal you because the Hello? Uh-huh, we're here. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay, I was I was I was still talking. Um somebody mute me? Yes, we we're it's open. Okay. Um we pray that everyone has a sense of humor and I promise you that if you bring your sense of humor and you're just, you know, allow yourself to be in a fun moment or fun atmosphere at that time and, you know, just heal from the inside out. And we just want everybody to have a good time in the Lord and just have fun. And we pray that you will be with us on that night. So December the 3rd, doors open at 6.30. Um, the showtime starts at 7. Eventbrite. Eventbrite, amen. And for September the 18th, it's also on Eventbrite as well. It, the title is A Refreshing Start, Where Is Your Mind Revival? You can go on and purchase your seats there. It is September the 18th. It's free. And children are welcome. Um Sister Missy, do you have anything to add for December the 18th? Um, not that I can think of. Just come and be, be prepared to be refreshed in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Also, um, the doors are open to the ministry. If you want to partake, if you want to come and serve, if you just want to come and be a member, the doors of Wealth of Living Waters, Bringing Up Ministries, are open. Also, um, one of our auxiliaries, which is the Daughters of the Sons and Daughters of Zion, those doors are open as well. If you want to register to either auxiliary, please let me know. We will get your forms and things prepared, um, and we can either send them through electronic or send them through the mail. Um, Sons and Daughters of Zion is a auxiliary that we all follow the creed of being each other's keeper, um, as women, we help you to prepare. We help you to stay strategized in your life, to be on the path of God. And, you know, we help out with all types of life problems, situations. Um, also, we pay dues and other things as such. So, 
get in contact with me if you want to um, be welcomed in of the sons and daughters of Zion, or if you would like to walk to the doors of Wealth of Living Water Spring Ministries. We are in need of people to do kingdom work. So come in with a kingdom mindset of working, not working for me because I say so, but for working for the Lord. Um, it's important to sign up for this conference in December because if you don't know who you are spiritually, um, this is a wonderful conference that will help you get a full, clear understanding of who you are in Christ, whom you are, and why you were called. Amen. Um, Heavenly Father, we open the floor up, and we open the door, God, that you will come and enter in into our service today. Father God, touch the hearts and minds of your people. Father God, heal, deliver, set free, oh God. Arise in them, waken in them, Father. Whatever lies dormant and sleep, Lord God, that needs to be awakened and risen, whatever needs to be blood washed, Father, we ask that you would do it for them now, God. Father God, as your word comes forth today, we ask that it would touch the hearts of your people. Father God, we ask now those that feel unworthy, Father, let them know that they are worthy, God. Those that feel that they got to do it on their own, let them know that there is help here. You've already sent help. The work is already done. The battle is already won. Victory is already ringing her bell. You have already set in place, God, those things that they are in need of, the things that they may even just want, Father. Father God, we ask and thank you for the divine protection over your congregation today, God. Well, Father God, we ask in all things, Lord, if there's anyone, that has not been saved, God. Let them cry out, oh, Lord, what must I do to be saved? Father God, for those that may have backslidden, Father. Father God, we ask for forgiveness today, God, of things known and unknown, seen and unseen, spoken and unspoken, heard and unheard, oh, God. We ask that you will forgive us of our trespasses, Father. Father God, we ask that you will open up new doors and close old doors, Father. We ask that you will continue to make our crooked path straight, Father. Father God, we ask now, if there's any sick among us, oh God, that you would touch them with your healing power, God, your healing hand, Father. Let them release all things unto you, Father. All heavy burdens, all things and yokes us around their necks, God. You said, take unto me that my burdens are light and my yokes are easy. Father God, we ask now that if there's anything that we cannot do, God, we ask that you will lift us up, that you may do it for us, Father, that you may make the way out of no way, oh God. Father God, we ask now if there's anyone among us, Father, that's looking oh God, to do your will, Father God, we ask and we pray now, God, that all things shall be done and possible in your mighty name. In Jesus' name I pray, God. Amen. Welcome, Ms. Lisa. 
How you doing? Ah, uh, well, just fine. I want to um, get back to Sister Tanya. I know that God has begun to work on you and with you and through you, but don't feel like you have to clean you up. If you had to do it yourself, we wouldn't need God. Everyone needs to please mute your phone so that everybody can hear. If you had to do things on your own accord, we wouldn't have a purpose for Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, dying on the cross for our health. He bore our pain upon the cross. When his blood was shed, when he received the stripes across his back, you not think the pain and hurt and suffering that God went through was not divinely for us and our health and the way we think, the way we move, the way we live. God has already paid a price for us. We must stay in the proper posture. We must stay in a proper posture. Don't allow the enemy to seclude you off to yourself when you're going through because that's his main job. That's his duty. He wants us to be secluded to where we have no room to call out for God because we're already in the midst of trouble with the enemy. No matter how big, how small, we all need to remember, we need to call on the name of Jesus. As she said, she never turned her Bible loose. But one chases a thousand, two chases ten thousand. When we're gathering the numbers, we're able to help one another fight the good fight of faith. No matter what your dilemma is, I don't need to know if you call out and you say, sister, apostle, mother, I need prayer, I need help. We're going to go to the throne of grace and hold on to the horns of the altar that we may get a prayer through on your behalf. Because that's what God intended for us to do. And how we start off here in the ministry, we ask you, are there any questions, concerns, anything 
that you may need help in or for or with any prayer requests, anything you just want to share, the floor is open. Pastor Donna? Yes. Apostle Donna? Um, my name is Ms. Lisa. I'm Shadiman's so, um, mother. And I just want to thank you. I listened to your whole sermon through in and throughout. And I just want to thank you. I mean, it was very positive. It was inspirational. And I applaud you. That's something yes. out of it. Just the beginning. <laughs> We haven't even gotten to the word. This is just the beginning. That's just how God is. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Any prayer requests, questions, concerns, interpretation of dreams needed? Um, Anyone just want to give God thanks and praise? The floor is open. Uh, well, another thing, this is Miss Lisa back again. You know, I have a teenager son. He's 15, and he's been going through hard times, and I've been going through, you know, teenage tribulations with him. He's the last child at home, you know, and it's been really hard. I want you to, if you can, pray over his soul and his well-being and my mental health. Yes, ma'am. Anyone else? Praise the Lord. I just want to give the Lord honor and glory for this day. I just have joy in my heart, you know, because I know that there's a lot of things that go on in the world And, you know, sometimes we're not, you know, open and honest about what's going on with us, with other people, you know. Um, You're overcome by your testimony. And sometimes, you know, you, you don't have people that you feel comfortable enough to confide in. You know, it says confess your faults to one another. And I'm, you know, I'm not (laughs) trying to, you know, go into a sermon or anything like that. This is just what's on my heart. When you find a ministry that you're welcome to just be yourself and to, you know, praise God openly and to even talk about, you know, issues that you or someone you know is facing. You know, and I know it it takes time to get to know people, you know, even in ministry. But I'm worried about it. Again, I just feel so much joy in my heart 
and I hope that it, you know, it, it spills over unto everyone on this line because it could have been another way when, you know, when our eyes opened up. Or we could have been in someone else's that maybe, you know, shoes that maybe wasn't so fortunate today. So let us not forget to give God the fruit of our lips each and every day, even when we don't feel like it. And to be honest with y'all, we're, my husband and I, we're, we just checked into a, a hotel room. We're just coming off the road. We're tired. We're, you know, just barely making it. But still... I have so much joy in my heart, even just getting on the line to be amongst the saints and 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 believers that want want to come and get on this line and praise God and listen to the word of God and what God has for us today is such a blessing. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's that's all. Amen. Anyone else? You know, we, we don't get these types of atmospheres, you know, in our main churches today. God is cutting out church as usual. This is the platform that God has sustained for his people where he always comes to visit us. As long as we are on the right path, we have no problem with the Father showing up for us. Well, I want to just say one more thing. You pray, um, pray Lord. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say one more thing to you. Thank you, my daughter, Shazana. She came to visit me this morning. She said, Mommy, they come to the church. I want you to listen. And it has it, been a glory to have listened to you for this past hour. And then it was something I needed in my spirit because, you know, I haven't been, you know, following the church like I'm not going to say like I should because I always bless God myself. But it's always a good thing when you can hear a minister of your nature and somebody that can bring you some testimonies that can uplift your spirit to bring you some more hope because I have been going through it. And, and just listening to you, ma'am, it brings me joy, a woman pastor. Because, you know, growing up, you know, they never say a woman shouldn't preach in the church. This is what I grew up on. But you are well deserved of your grace, and you have touched me today. Wow. <laughs> I thank you. This is one of my. I thank you for being a strong woman, a black woman, who have touched my daughter's heart enough to make me sit down for a moment because I'm a busy person. But so I sat down and I listened. I gave my daughter some grace. I said, okay, I'm going to listen and see what's going on. I, I, I commend you. I, I'm, 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 I admire you. I'm impressed. 
And this will not be my last time. And I have many more testimonies to share that I have not shared today, but I will be online with you. Amen. And hopefully I can do other things with you. And I was just telling my daughter, I said, one thing about me, I was just listening to myself one day, and I was just thinking it was just last week. I said, Lord, you know, I've been in, working at the prison system for 20 years. I said, I can do something different. I'm tired. I'm 50 years old, man. I just want to do something different. And I know I'm a good listener. And I, and I just told her, and I said to her, you see, I can listen and help people solve their problems. I don't know. So maybe one day if I can get myself together enough, maybe I can, you know, Give some other people some understanding. Because I tell you, I've been through a lot, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I just respect you as a woman and another woman to a woman because I never gave a woman Pastor a chance because the way I was grown up. But speaking and listening to you today, I am so impressed. And praise God. Amen. That means a yes, lot. Yes, ma'am. That means a lot. Because the way society is trying to play us against one another, or yes, man, is you know the raunchiness of a woman, and God yes against each other, honey. You know against each other, and that's why I try to raise my daughters. I have two. Like we are all black women struggling, even with other colors, but we have to solve our own race too to love one another. And when you see somebody as a woman doing good, uplift them. Our men already got a hard enough. And we as women got a hard too. But if we will keep tearing each other down and breaking each other's spirit, that's not a good thing because we all have a struggle and a testimony and something we have to say that we have been to. And if we say it to one another, we can bring us out of this darkness into the light and the clouds. That's right. As the words say, into his marvelous light. Amen. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Well, I'm sorry to call you pastor because I'm c- correcting me and saying apostle. I'm sorry. Look, however you see fit, <laughs> I, I, I walk in my calling, I walk in my title, but, you know, that's not... What's the main goal? Mm-hmm. Our main goal is to get to God together. You know. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone else? Amen. No one else has nothing to say? Okay. Well, you know, I can go on and on, but I'm not. <laughs> girl, I've been through the storm tail. I'm trying to raise this 15-year-old son in here, and he forgot his way. He had forgotten his way, but he's back at home now. He had been running away from home. Girl, I, I mean, ma'am, I don't mean to call you girl. I'm sorry, but I cried, cried, cried myself to sleep. 
every night that boy was gone about nine months. Miss report, you know. He was in the street life. And I didn't understand where did the street child come from. I tried the best I could. And he's an old man. He got a little box on his feet. Then he got charged up every night. The curfew was 7 a.m. I gave you a 9 o'clock curfew. You wouldn't want to buy it. But now you're buying by that 7 o'clock because you know you got to do better. But I just don't know what happened to my child. The street got a hold to him. And that's the diamond brother. But I pray with the heart that the boy is back home. And so far, so good. He's been home for about a month and a half. And um, I got him in a mental program. He goes through his evening activities and just waiting for him to get back in school. And I'm just praying to God that, you know, everything is going okay. It's all been a single part. But, I mean, I, I thought I had lost my child. I mean, shoot. Man, I went bald-headed up in here. Lost my head, everything. Just the stress and the worryation. So I just want to pray that this boy just stay on the path of a line for his own success and to keep me stress-free. I just don't know what else to say. It's been hard over the past year. This pandemic hit hard. These kids weren't going to school. And up in one day, he just turned into a different person. And I don't know. I might not want to say I'm sorry. I want to say to you, as God is speaking, and he's moving on your heart because you're trying to hold back. But this is your day of exodus. This is truly your day to release and let go. The enemy does not want you to realize what is against you, but you have so many open doors that's before you that he wants you to stay in the same place where you cannot... Sometimes you have to allow your children to be children. Mm-hmm. You have to allow them to go through certain situations mm-hmm. in order for them to learn. Yes. Because I'm realizing that now. But I, I mean, before all this occurred, I didn't realize that too. Yeah. You, know? you have to allow them to, 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 to live their life. Yeah. Their bumps and bruises will heal in time. But you must stay in a posture of prayer as a woman. Yeah. You have to trust and lean on God. Because, see, God gave you that child as a gift. Now is your time to turn back and say, God. I give this gift back up to you that you can take care of it. (laughs) Because you're trying to do it on your own. And you you have to allow God to help you. 
you have, really you have to allow God to do it. But your faith mm-hmm. is what's going to keep you. Yes, ma'am. So you have to build up that faith. They said all you got to have is faith a size as a mustard seed. And if you haven't seen a mustard seed, the mustard seed is very small. And that's all you got to have. But if you don't believe that God can do it, you're already working backwards. But the key to all things is prayer. But as you're praying, you also have to believe what you're asking God for. So I'm going to let this song play and minister to you. My daughter's connecting you to my cell phone. Okay, we're here. Mm-hmm. But yes, I was hearing everything you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allow this to be your exodus. Allow God to begin to heal you. He's going to deliver you. you, 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 you you're crying mm-hmm. out for it. Allow God to do it. Let this day be a brand new day that you don't go through the same thing you've been going through. Okay. But you got to yeah. keep your mind that that's what you want to do. You can't say I'm going to do it, but you don't do it. You got to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I'm going to do it. Why is this so hard? It's been hard, I'm telling you. I mean, I... <laughs> I cover up, I smile, and I be crying. I go to work, and I'm just like this perfect person. But I'll be breaking out. I can't really. I'm scared to tell what's going on. There's no people getting into business, all these different things. But the one thing I do know is that I'm glad he's back home and safe and secure. Because I'm just you know, God has a funny way of doing things. You know, God is a God of mystery. But the things that we're trying to do physically, the Word already tells us we can't wrestle against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. We can't wrestle with the enemy with our flesh. Because you have oh, to yeah. the Word of God. You gotta begin to. So I have a question. I, I'm, I, I didn't comprehend that one. You said that the blood can't wrestle with the enemy with the flesh and blood. Our flesh, you gotta our break body, that down. Our skin. You okay. Know, 
and we have things that's rebelling against us, such as your children, mm-hmm. it's not always really your children. It's a mm-hmm. spirit mm-hmm. that has overtaken your child. Right, because I didn't know him. I didn't know him anymore. What happens is we begin to allow different things in our lives, such through the TV, you know, through our friends, and we're thinking mm-hmm, that everyone mm-hmm. is good for us, this is good, this is okay. But we have mm-hmm. to understand that at the end of the day, we're spirit beings. Mm-hmm, so we can mm-hmm. be and be open, and anything can overtake us. The spirit of mm-hmm. anger, the spirit of jealousy, these things... Mm come in sneakily, they mm. could have been and you don't know, mm. but you know that there's something different. Right, exactly. So when God begins to tell us how to deal with the devil, the enemy, you got to understand that you can't deal with him with your flesh. Meaning your body, Amen. meaning how we right. one another and use our hands and fists and feet. You can't fight the enemy like that. Mm. You have to fight the enemy with the word of God. <clears throat> the first thing that one of the ladies shared today was she said she keeps seeing the word broken. Mm. We all have been in, in, in a posture, a point where we have been broken. Mm-hmm. God has the key and the lock off of the door to my success. What I need to find in a true gospel preaching pastor of the word of God, Jeremiah mm-hmm. 3 and 15. And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed mm-hmm. you with knowledge and understanding. So your first step is you need to get under the pastor that God wants you to be under so that you can flow through your lifestyle because you don't have a man mm-hmm. in the house, so God is your man. God is your husband. God mm-hmm. is your kid who's over you. Now that you are mm-hmm. returned back unto God, you have to trust mm-hmm. the process. It may not always go good, because he never said that the road would be easy. Mm-hmm. Now, you've been out in the street. You've done it your way. If you're saying yes, that today. This is the new beginning of your life. Not only your life, but who's connected to you, such as your children and your grandchildren. Yes. When you say so God says in the way to you preparing is to believe his prophet. Now I'm a prophet. There's other prophets and there's other pastors on the line. 
And a prophet is one who hears directly from God and speaks what the, mm-hmm. the Lord. When someone comes mm-hmm. in to prophesy, when we say prophesy, that means they're telling you what God is speaking to them to tell you. First yes, Chronicles 20 and 20 says, And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Jekyll. And as they mm-hmm. went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judea, and ye inheritance of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so you shall prosper. So when he's telling them to believe, that's what you have to do in order for these things that you're asking for to come to pass. Yeah. Yeah. But you must believe in God, not believe in your neighbor, not believe in your boyfriend, not believe in other people that's going to tell you, oh, I can do this and I can do that. And God has mm-hmm. already given you instructions. You have to follow what God said. Mm-hmm. God said to keep your body, your temple clean and holy for him. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians 6 and 19 what? Know ye not mm-hmm. that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, Amen. which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. First mm-hmm. Corinthians 6 and 20 says, For ye are brought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. What does your heart speak of in your life? We got to be because it's so much so, so, so damaged that sometimes you got to rest and allow God to bring in you a new heart. Proverbs 1.23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Stay true to oneself and don't lie. So you got to be real with yourself. I'm sorry, can you read that again? Broken and twenty three says, Keep mm-hmm. thy heart with all diligence, for out of mm-hmm. it are the issues of life, meaning all the things that you've gone through in life has hit your heart first. Yeah. So your heart is heavy. You're heavy. And I said, stay true to oneself. Don't lie. Mm-hmm. Cause see, when you begin to lie to yourself, oh, I'm not hurting. I'm okay. I'm I'm well. 
you're not well. I've done that. I've done that. I do that. That's me. We have to be real. In order for you to get to receive true deliverance, true healing, you have to be real with yourself and tell yourself that inner child in you that has been hurting from childhood, the things that your parents made you sleep under the rug that nobody knows about as you become an adult, you have done the same thing, you taught your children the same way, and this stuff is all need to come out. Finally, it needs to be broken. It needs to be broken. That cycle is the same cycle over and over and over again. Repeatedly, I understand, truly, I do. No, I mean, I can talk to you, man. I'm so great at conversating, saying this and saying that, and telling other people and giving a good advice. But I can need some help on my own. I'm overwhelmed. I'm really overwhelmed. But this is why God sent you into the church today. This is why God is calling you. Because, you know, I smile when I should be crying. I mean, I I help everybody else who say everything, but I don't sit back and help myself. I'm really overwhelmed. (laughs) It's been a lot. Mm-hmm. Hold on. So, at this point, God says, how should you present your bodies to God? Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable, honorable duty of service. James 5 and 7, mm-hmm. be patient. That's what trips us up and all that we're doing because we want everything right now. We want everything to be done right now. It's not going to happen right now unless that's what God wants for you. But you, but you know what, I'm, I'm so patient to... No, ma'am. I hurt myself. I don't want to cut you off. We always, we all say I'm so patient. Because if you were patient, God would have moved on your behalf. But at that breaking moment when it did not happen, you stepped off. What do you mean by that, though? I really don't think I stepped off. I'm not saying that you literally stepped off. I want you to listen about patience because patience okay. is a level. Mm-hmm. We all, even me, oh, I'm so patient. I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. But at a time when you decide, let me go over here and do this, you literally walked mm-hmm. away from your blessing. There's mm-hmm. levels mm-hmm. of patience. You have patience to watch mm-hmm. your children. You may have patience to stand in a line that's all the way to the back of the store to get your food, but you're not going to have patience when you go to the doctor's office and you're sitting there for 10 hours. 
and he has yet to come and tell you the result of your test or just to see him. It's levels to patience. You may have patience to deal with people with sickness and ailments, but you may not have patience to deal with a child that has the same thing because they're two different people. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to God, everything is on a different level. Everything. Right. You start mm-hmm. at the beginning with God. Mm-hmm. God don't start you at the top like your job would do and not know truly that you don't have the training to even do it. Right. You see what I'm saying? So when I say patience, you have to break it all the way back down. You can't be right. Well, you broke it down to me. It's like you said, I had patience in different areas. And then one thing about me, I've had pain build up and I'm just like, I don't know, I like it's a beautiful sunshiny day every day. And then it be that point when I just can't take it anymore and then I just have an explosion, which I should have just released everything and said everything that was on my mind at the time and just don't let it get so far. So I do understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, every day is different. Every minute is different. Every second mm-hmm, is different. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. You don't right. know what you would do an hour from now. Exactly. We try and plan things, but sometimes the plans don't go according to what we try to do. And we try exactly. to Exactly, because everything is different. Like you said, every minute is different, every hour is different, every second is different. Things and events can change rapidly, I understand. James Mm-mm. 5 and 7 says, be patient, therefore, brethren. Until what, what verse is that? James 5, verse 7. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the prince, the pr- precious mm. fruit of the earth and have long patience for it until he receives the early and latter rain. Now, what this scripture is, is, is giving the parable of how long it literally takes for fruit to grow. Oh. God considers us fruit of his pasture. Mm-hmm. But not to cut the down, so can you, like, you know, I, I understand, but can you break it down to me on, like, I, I the am. lower terms? Yes, ma'am. Okay, because yes, I really want to understand what you're saying. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. When God, when he created us in the beginning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as women, we did not come from the dust of the earth, literally all the way, as men were. He created mm-hmm. us from the rib of a man. Exactly. So we are handmaiden as women. Mm-hmm. We are made by God. When it comes mm-hmm. to the patient, the scripture says that the Lord 
Behold, the husband man waited for the precious fruit of the earth. When we plant seeds for them to grow, we cannot expect in two to three weeks or two to three days that a sprout is going to come, depending Mm. on what seed we planted. God looks at us as the fruit as his of the land of the land because when you hear in oh. church look at the fruit they bear meaning look at your children those mm-hmm. are your offspring God is the vine we all know mm-hmm. how vines grow in a garden they grow everywhere yeah. all over through they begin to destroy things that they're growing on. That's how strong a vine is. Mm-hmm. That's how might and power that God has that he can grow through anything. Nothing can hold God down. If he wants us to come forth, we're going to come forth. Yes, ma'am. As a fruit on a vine, what do we do? If the, the leaves turn yellow, we pluck it off. That means yes, ma'am. Us, if we've had a flaw, mm. God cuts it off. Mm. If we're right and ready right. and eat, He gonna pluck us off and wash us so that we mm-hmm. can, meaning we can go out and be used. Mm-hmm. But you can't go to the grocery store and pick up bad fruit and take it home and say, all right, children, we're going to eat this bad fruit. That's not logical. Mm-mm. We're going to pick over what's bad and get the good. Now, when we take yes, it indeed. home, it may get too ripe on us too quick that we can't eat it. So what we do, we try to hurry up and eat it anyway. Mm-hmm. But in the Bible, the Bible begins to speak and say, if your tree did not bear its fruit or whatever it was supposed to produce, that tree was cursed and is chopped down at the root so that it cannot grow no more. But nowadays we chop trees from the branches thinking we've killed the tree. No, the tree begins to produce more branches. It's still going to grow because you never went to the root of what the problem was. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to your patience, you have to understand that sometimes your branches do have to get cut off in order for you to re-sprout again. Meaning mm-hmm. we have to go through hardship. We have to go through death. We have to go through um, transformation of our finances. We have to go through a mental illness state. We might have to go through sickness in our bodies. We might have to go through losing our jobs, go through being homeless. How can you testify about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for you if you are a woman or a man without blemish? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when it comes to your patience, you may not have the patience to go and sleep in a shelter with 10 children 
of your own. And there's millions of other people in there. And then you have to watch your items because people steal. Watch your children. Mm-hmm. Watch yourself because of molestation things going on. Mm-hmm. See, when we go through and we're walking with Christ, see, they, they forgot to tell us, oh, by the way, when you get a little further down the road, you're going to have a hiccup. You're going to have a hump you got to go over. You're going to have a mountain you're going to have to climb. You're going to have a sea you're going to have to, to swim through or find your way to get across without even being prepared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is how our patients get tested. James 5 and 8 says, be ye also patient. Um, stable in your heart for the coming of the Lord. That he mm. may draw nigh. James 5 and 12. Be above all things, my brethren. Swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath. But let your yea be yea and your nay nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. Now, what this scripture of James 5 and 12 is saying, Above all things, my brother, swear not and do not take an oath of nothing that is not of an oath of God. How many things out here that we have to take an oath to? Huh? You go on your job, take an oath to protect and serve people. You take an oath not to give I took an oath to have my job. You know, officers. Yes, ma'am. Oh, this stuff is so right. I'm going 20 years. I took that oath and I have to uh, abide by this oath. Yes, ma'am. I I have to abide by the oath of God, too. That's only in worldly things. But if you're saying, as we're talking about your son you put upon the altar today, and you told yes, him no, that he cannot do something, as a parent and as God spoke about the rod, if you do not use the rod, you spoil the child. And, you know, I can admit... Name, I can admit to you, I've done it with my name two children. Yes, ma'am. I had four the child. I, I'm going to admit what I went wrong. This is how we lose our children every day. Because when you don't like, know, they come back beggingly or they keep coming back. Instead of you standing firm on what you said, you allow them to go. God may have okay, even... Okay, so let me tell you, I saw the child these last two. 
But the first three, I was a disciplinary. I was a much younger mother, and I had them a little later. And I, I just lost my will to just do all that. I was like, oh, you, you can have it. And financially, I was in a better state when I raised my first three. And um, you're perfectly right. I mean, you seem right through me. I just like, you genuine with the Lord, he'll persevere through. Hello? Uh-huh, we're here. Ooh, I mean, pay for you properly, right? That's just exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, Pastor Vernon, you wanted to chime in at one point that we may move on. Well, I'm just going to tell the lady to um, just trust in God. I, um, what you're going through now, um, I was the same way. I put my mother through so much stuff and uh, my parents separated, but I was mad, rebelled, and um, but I put my mother through so much. I, mean, I was in and out of jail. I mean, yeah. I was locked up more time than who didn't was locked up. I mean, I was locked up. But um, God would always tell me that he's with me. And from time to time, I'd go to church in, in the jailhouse, and different pastors come in and tell me, God is with me, God this, God that. But... I had to go down that road for myself and um, learn it for myself. And in the midst of me going through all that, God started talking to me. I started getting in a relationship with the Lord, although I was still doing what I wanted to do, come in when I want to, leave when I want to. I was type of child. And, guys, I got older, 16, 17. I just leave. I'd stay gone two, three days a week sometimes. I was living fast, you know what I'm saying? And um but people would always tell me, if you don't slow down, if you don't do this, you're gonna die, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that, don't get killed. The gang banging and um joined the gang and started selling dope. I mean I I've done it all, you know. But I just wanna encourage you. Not to cut you off, Pastor uh, Vernon, but can I ask you a question? This is Sister Tanya. You said you've done it all. Can I ask you a question? Me and her going through the different things. She's going, I'm, we're going through the opposite things. But um, I have a question. Did you ever physically assault your parents? No, never did. Okay, no, well, that's what I'm going through, and I've been going through it for years, Pastor Vernon. And this is what's something that I've been going through, and this is something that I wanted to talk to you, and this is why I haven't been on the line in a while. So when I get back on the line on my cell phone, because my house phone is about to die, at the end of this service, I would like to speak to you and Apostle Don. So I'm going to call you all back on my cell phone. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I won't say this before you get off. Um, I never did, but I had a sister that tried and only tried it once. But, um, Oh, yeah. my sister oh, assaulted fine. me and my sister, what? my his sisters and his brothers. And, yeah, I don't trust them in my home <laughs> at all. I don't trust my home well, at all. Well, 
I'm afraid to have him in my home. So that's my truth. I told you. You told me to speak, Miss Apostle Don. That's my truth. I'm afraid of my son to be in my home. I don't trust him. I'm calling y'all back on the cell. Praise the Lord. Um, I would like to speak, not to cut you off, Pastor Vernon. This is Shadama speaking. Um, you're not aware of me just yet, but we'll get acquainted with this, with each other, with the Lord. Um, I would like to say I thank you for sharing, and I appreciate my mother being here with time. Things will get better, and, you know, everybody will understand how God really works. Um, you just, like you said, you just have to trust in the Lord and understand that God will work through your child or work on you. For me, like like my mother stated before, she, she dealt with it with the last two. I'm the last two. It's me and my brother. So it's like God worked on me and had so much grace and mercy over me with I could have been dead. I could have lost my life being out here trying to fend for myself, but because I disrespected my mother and the things that I encounter or occurred, like I said, everything I go through is a learning lesson, is a life lesson, which is fine. But you just have to believe in God and believe that he will. He will work everything through. He will work it out for you. He will work it out. He will work it out. So just believe in God and with the walk with me being with Apostle Don and being with this ministry, it's amazing. So just trust in the Lord and just believe and be genuine about your praise. Be genuine about what you're asking for, and it will persevere through. Like I was in a spiritual warfare two, three days ago, and it really worked out for me. God will show things and show who he is within time. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Apostle Don, and thank you for the for me welcoming me in this ministry. So just believe in God and he'll work it out for you. Amen. Anyone else have anything else to share? Sister Tanya called it back in. Hi, Apostle. You know, uh huh. Go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead. You know, so when you get time, um, if you got that message I sent you, read it. That message I sent you because of the Lord wants the lady is dealing with her son. She's talking about to hear. And um, whenever you get time, and you feel. I'm going to play a song for this lady concerning her child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was playing it um, as we were um, in, in, in session. I was speaking, but I will, yeah. I will definitely get with her uh, individually um, yeah. about that. Yeah. You know, no matter what we all face and go through, we all need to remember that God is in control. You may feel as if you're not going to make it, you may feel as if it's not going to turn around. But we all, at some point in life, have gone through some difficult situations that we just had no control over. We have no factor of even knowing how 
to begin to heal ourselves. I want to read this to you. Back in 2015, I began to do deep study on the book of Genesis, which is the very first chapter of our Bible. We all get thrown away at some point in our lives. But for Joseph, it was a blessing because he was sold to the Egyptians. He was placed in a palace. I mean, he was placed in a place to later down the line save his whole entire family. The famine hit the land, and Joseph was the man God used to save the people from dying of no food. God showed Joseph how to till the land. And save as much grain as the grains of as the grains of could be saved on the beach. I mean, as the grain as the grain of sand on the beach. Even though you get separated from your family, that doesn't mean something is wrong with you. It means you are the anointed one, the curse breaker. When they wanted to do evil with you, God turned it around for the good. In Joseph's case, it was for many generations before him and after him because of who he was. We all are talking about our children, our family members, what we're going through. Perhaps he told him to bring the ten brothers and the ten brothers and his father and their wives and children and everything from the land of Canaan to Egypt so that they won't die in the time of famine in the land. Also, God showed how people could be so mean to you and hurt you, but God will use you to help them when they can't help themselves. God is love, but whatsoever is meant for evil, it will always be used for good. God also showed how those born of the heathen men were buried on the land that Abraham bought for his wife. I'm going to stop there because I just wanted you to hear the understanding of how we all okay, make out of source. 
When it comes down to our family, make sure y'all um, meet your phone because we are still on a recorded line and I can hear your background talking. We all may have anger going on, but you got to check you first. We got to look at ourselves that we get healed, delivered, and set free first. Because you can't go and help somebody else when you're burdened down, when you're hurting. We need God to heal us first. That's the main goal that we need to uh, focus on. We're dealing with the matter today of our children. Not just our children, but ourselves because what have you done in the course, in the midst of these things? Because first of all, when fear is a factor in whatever we're doing in life, especially nowadays, everyone is trying to pump fear into us that we would do what they want us to do, this manipulation spirit, this takeover spirit. You have to learn how to stand strong and firm in God. And the only way that you can do that is if you trust and believe and if you try Jesus. See, you will try me all day long because I'm flesh, I'm in your face. But those things that you don't see, you're not going to try it because you don't know it's there until it begins to slap you upside your head, throw you up against the wall, throw you out of your own place, make you think otherwise. Then you want to try to figure out, well, what is this? What is going on? Well, I say to you today, Who's in the midst of your own camp? In the midst of your church, the midst of your life, the midst of your house, who's there? Do you know who is truly in the midst of you? Deuteronomy 23 and 14, for the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of thy camp to deliver thee and to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be holy, that I see no unclean thing in thee, and turn away from thee. God is saying, be sure to have your house in order. No one serving on clergy, unclean, no one on the front line without having 
to wash himself the night before with water. Therefore, you must be clean in order to truly fight this fight with God. But how do you get clean, you say? You must go to God. You must read his words, study, understand what you're reading, get a full understanding. Not just reading and using the scripture as you want to use the scripture to fit your life, to make it seem like you are right and they are wrong, or they are wrong and you are right, however it may be. You must use the scripture in its right content. That's why I say be true to yourself. You know you ain't all the way right. You know you're not serving God the way that you're supposed to. You know you're not paying your tithing and your offerings. You're not serving in the kingdom of God. Your money and your thoughts and your energy is going out into what's going on in the world, what your neighbor's doing, what your boyfriend got to do, what your girlfriend got to do, what your children doing, what they're not doing. You have to have your mind and your heart fixated on Jesus at all times. We all know the story about Peter walking on the water. When he took his eyes off of God, he began to sink in the water. When you take your focus off of Jesus, whatever is ailing you, whatever is around you that is not of God, is going to begin to overtake and overshadow you. Deuteronomy 23 and 15 says, Thou shalt not deliver unto his master the servant which is escaped from his master unto thee. Deuteronomy 23 and 16 says, He shall dwell with thee, even among you in the place which he shall choose in one of thy gates, where it liketh him best. Thou shalt not appear oppress him. What God is saying is when anyone new comes into your church, your life, your family, find out who they are. Where did they come from? Why are they here in your atmosphere? And hide them letting and hide them, letting no one know where they are. If they have come from another ministry or uh, another family, you know, someone that's coming to you and they need help, do not send them back. Keep them. Work with them. Don't let the old overshadow because if you're with God your hands are clean you are able to aid with them keep them keep their mindset help them to a place where they're more stable but if it's a a place where you're unknown and you just let people come in 
and they begin to do all types of things in your life that you've never experienced. They begin to wreak havoc. Uh, they break your heart. That's because you didn't do the proper things to protect yourself. Deuteronomy 23 and 19 says, Thou shalt sought land upon, uh, is that right? Deuteronomy 23 and 19, Thou shalt not lend up usury to thy brother. Usury or money, usury of witchcraft, rituals, usury of anything that is not lent upon usury. Usury is the scene, the sum paid for the use of money, hence entreat, interest. The violation of this law was viewed as a great crime. Anything can become usury as people begin to play upon your mindset. You become the person that's being used because now you're not paying attention or you're unknown of who's in your camp. When thou shalt vow a vow unto the Lord thy God, thou shalt not slack to pay it, for the Lord thy God will surely require it of thee, and it would be a sin in thee. So you say, God, I'm not going to do it no more. God, I need you to get me out of this. I won't do this and I won't do that. If you do this for me, God, I'll do this. A vow is a serious promise to do something or to believe in a certain way. Do not speak those things which you have no, which you don't know that you are not even able to do. Deuteronomy 23 and 23 says, That which is gone out of thy lips, thou shalt keep and profane. Even free will offerings ascending as thou hast vowed unto the Lord thy God, which thou hast promised with thy mouth. Just last Sunday, what did I tell y'all? About your mouth. In your mouth lies death and life. You can speak things over people's lives. People have spoken things over your life. This is why it's important for you all to get in the face of the Lord, bow your face down, that God will begin to cleanse you up, show you what's ailing your life. Why can't you move forward? Why is the same things keep occurring in your life? You need to take time to be around like-minded saints that God will begin to cleanse you and you have some help to hold you up when you get weak because the purging and cleansing process is not pretty and it's not meant for you to go through alone. You have to be amongst the saints. 
Why do you think God created all of us? We need each other. The world needs people in order for it to go around. The cycle of life cannot move if there's nothing in it to move it. God can turn all the wheels in our life, but if we have no substance of any other person that has a body, what are we here for? You can't be in something alone. I tell you all the time, when you're going through something, don't be embarrassed. The world does not have to know about everything that's going on. But the people that God has assigned to your life, you need to be in contact with them, that they may be in constant prayer for you, lifting you before God and vice versa. No one should have a judgmental spirit on them. No one. But we are, what, many judges. Everybody tries to judge this and judge that, judge this person, and no one is greater than the other. Nobody is greater than the other. You have yet arrived. You have yet to arrive. We all fall short of the glory. We all sin. There's no sin that's greater or lesser than the other. So I give unto you this day the presence of the living God that he may help you through all that you are going through. But don't say to yourself and expect that you're going to get help. We're not mind readers. We're not magicians. We're not magical people. You know, we are a peculiar people, wonderfully made in the sight of God, made in his image. But we are led and guided by Jesus Christ. We're not led and guided by a magician the enemy, your daddy, your mama, we're not led by those types of people. I don't move and have my being because you decide that you wanted to get on the line today. I move and have my being because Jesus Christ breathed his breath of life into me that I woke up this morning, such as us all. We did not wake ourselves up today. So when you have a dilemma and a problem, the first thing you need to be looking after is the sight of God. And as you're looking, you have strong enough faith that you believe what you're asking and what you are seeking for that you will find. And as you have asked, that it will be given unto you. And as you begin to knock upon the doors of heaven, that they will open up for you and begin to pour out those blessings as God will see fit for your life. 
sometimes you need to steal away. You need to take and find time out of your day. <clears throat> and I'm not talking about just one time a day, but you need to find multiple times a day to spend with the Lord that you may find a closer relationship with God, that God will begin to hear you, that you would know that God is hearing you. You can feel God when he enters into your presence. You know the voice that you are hearing is God because you have a relationship with him. Just as you wanted that boyfriend to come and live with you, ask God to come and live with you. God can do far more than what your boyfriend can do. God will sustain you in the midnight hour when your heart is aching and no one knows you're crying yourself to sleep. God can sustain you when you have your children and you don't have any food or clothes to feed them and shelter or clothe them. God will make a way for you and your children. But you ask a man, he's going to want to ask you for the bedroom. He's going to want to ask you for something that you have to do in return. How many people know that nothing on this earth is for free? Even to God, he gives us free will to serve him or not to serve him. But also, as we work in the kingdom of God and you be obedient, you pay your tithe and your offering, you give your 10% unto God, and you obey his commandments, there's no room for cursing, but there's always room for the blessings of God as you follow his people that he sent to you to preach to you, to pray for you, to cover you. It's called you receive a prophet's reward or you receive a good pastor's reward because you have followed the man and woman of God that God sent you to. Not that you want to give these people this money to the church and they're not doing what they're supposed to do. If you follow God, you will have a residual income that comes back to you some tenfold of what you put out. God does not bless mess. God does not give you half of what you are asking all of. God gives you all and above more. Me and my spiritual daughter just went through 1 Kings chapter 3 about Solomon asking for wisdom. And when God saw that he didn't ask him for materialistic things because he was a king and he was a child and he did not know how to properly lead and judge the people with their wrongdoings. He asked God for the wisdom. Wisdom is what we live by. That's why it's important to obey your mother and your father because they have more wisdom than you you think you know it all, and you don't. This is why we almost lose our life. This is why we almost set the house on fire when they told us not to play with fire. Don't cut the stove on. It's hot. But what you got to do, you got to be tempted by your own temptation because it's not always the devil. 
it's your own accord, and you go and want to play with the fire, and you cause your family to lose their home and have nowhere to go. So now the wisdom of the family, which is your mother, who most likely has been left by herself to tend to yourself and your siblings, where you've lost everything you had, but you live your life in regret of your mother when it was you that caused the problem. We got to look at ourselves first and all that we do. Because if you be real with yourself, you tell the truth, it will make you free. You won't have to worry about being bound, being chained up. If the enemy keeps coming back, it's because you keep opening the door and letting him in. You keep getting fought, it's because you are allowing this. The enemy can't do nothing to you unless God allows it. And God is not a God that hurts his people. God loves his people. Yes, God created good and evil, but God said in his word, when the enemy meant for your evil, God turned it around for your good. But you sitting and standing in, in, in misery, you waddling in your own vomiting and your blood, God has told you numerous times, get up, be thy healed. Don't turn back into the sin. Pick up thy bed and walk and sin no more. Well, how did I error this time? Because you keep letting the devil in the house. You keep opening the door for this. You know they haven't gotten help. You know they haven't sought anyone for healing, deliverance, spiritually. Not knocking out doctors, our um, counselors that's out that God has anointed to help us, but sometimes we need a godly counsel. We need someone that can bombard heaven on our behalf that they can dispatch the angels to come down in a supernatural form, meaning in a form of God. Not the form of my accord, what I want you to do, I want you to be free of them cigarettes. I want you to be free of fornicating. I don't want you to deal with her or him over here. That's not my issue. That's the problem with people. You're working witchcraft on your own children and on your own friends and family because of what you want. Let them people live their lives as you have lived your life. God will take care of the rest. And for you parents that don't understand why this demonic force keeps coming back to haunt you because you are supposed to be the curse breaker and you're not breaking the curse. You have yet to repent of those things that you have done years down the line, years ago. 
the games you played years ago, the hearts you broken years ago, you must go and repent for those things. I just read you the scripture that said when you spoke it out of your mouth and you made it an oath to God that you were going to do it, you have to do that thing like you said. God is not like us. He does not take back his word. His word shall not return unto him void. The answers of God are yes and amen. If you know someone's toxic, you know someone's behavior is not right, it's not safe, they're unstable in their thinking, unstable in their ways, why do you keep opening the door for them to come in your house? You basically tell them, come on in, let's have a party. When God deliver you and set you free of those spirits that were ailing you, you don't allow them to come back in. When they come to look through your windows of your heart, the windows of your eyes, and they see that they can come in, they're going to come in. You have to stand strong and firm and fill these voided spaces with the things of God. Matthew 6 and 3 says, But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. You don't have to tell everything that you're doing. Everything that you're doing in your life, you cleaning up. Oh, I'm getting rid of all this old trash out of my house. I'm cleaning out every drawer in my house. I'm cleaning out all the closets in my house. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Please make sure you mute your phones. I'm doing this and I'm doing it. And people call you, girl, what you doing? Oh, I'm cleaning out my house. I'm getting this stuff out of my house. I ain't got time for this. I ain't got time. Do you know what you are allowing to come in as God has already gave you instruction to clean? As you're cleaning, whomever you may be talking to, they're dumping dirt right back on your floor. They're giving particles to fly right back in the air as you've already dusted. Why? They don't have a motive to have to do it. People have intentional evil ways. People want you to be bitter. They don't want you to be happy. Their house is infested with roaches and mice because they live on a property where they have slum lords. Just because you have a slum lord, that don't mean you gotta live like that. It means find a way that you can get whatever is broken fixed. God don't honor Weak, jelly, back men and women. God honors those that are strong and upright that will fight and do the right thing. Let's be found being placed in the army of the Lord through our strength. Let's be sound being strengthened today, not lessened and weakened. If you find yourself in a weak, vulnerable state, 
Check who's around you. See who's taking from you. And let them go. Don't stay in a position where you know you want to come up. You know you tired of laying on your back. You want to switch positions. You want to be in a posture where I can stand on my feet. If you're not strong enough to stand, well, I can sit on my butt. Well, I can sit up, hold my back up. Well, I can sit straight. Because you got to take things a step at a time. And if you've been laying on your back for a long time, you know you're going to have to give your body some time to rejuvenate itself. For you to gain strength. Apostle, can I ask you a question? How do you let go of your child if you're not trying to give up on That's something I can't and I won't allow. I can't. It's hard for me to do that. That's my child. No matter how much he abused me, no matter how much he abused my children. I mean, I understand what we went through. I know this is what I'm saying. Is I sound crazy saying it. But that's my child as well. That's my firstborn. I don't want to turn my back on him. I don't want to let go. I want to help him. I want to give him help. I want to pray over him. I want to do all these things, but when he's telling me that he's set in his own ways and these are his demons, he likes his demons more than he loves his family, what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to stop praying. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep hitting my knees. I'm going to keep doing what I'm supposed to do for my child. I can't turn my back on my child, Apostle. It, it, It will not sit right in my spirit to do that. And that's the person that's causing me all this hurt and causing our family all this pain, and it's been going on for years. Like he said, he's been set in his ways, and that's how he's going to live. He doesn't care. So what am I supposed to do? I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as far as praying. I'm letting him go. I, I, I let him go on his, you know, I did what you told me to do. I did what, Mr., what Pastor Vernon told me a while ago. That's why I tried to, you know, do it on my own. I took y'all advice, and I tried to step out and do it on my own. But... I still was doing what I was supposed to have been doing. I was doing, I was reading my Bible, I was fast, I was doing everything I was supposed to have done. And yet and still, it has not turned around. And he'll be 30 years old next week. And my, our pain is still here. And we want, to, we want to have him back. We forgive him for everything that he's done. Or he wouldn't have never been back in our lives as many times as he's heard us. We love him. That's my son. I can't, I can't, I can't do it, Apostle. I can't hurt. It's, it's tearing me apart. That's, what, that's why I'm seeing breaking. Every time I think of that, I see breaking. You know why it's not turning around? Because you're in God's way. You're in God's way. He already told you, and it's not him that's talking. The Spirit's already done let you know. We ain't going nowhere. We've been here. So evidently, you don't have the anointing nor the power to do what you're trying to do. And you keep going behind what, like the sons of Sceva. I keep teaching y'all. Ooh, Jesus, talk on it. Demonically realm that you have no authority in. This is why you need a leader, a shepherd, because you have no authority in these places. That's just like you go to the store and you steal out the store. What they do, they don't lock you up, but they ban you out of the store. If you go back in the store, you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. Because now you're trespassing. 
You're not supposed to be here. You don't have no authority here. It's the same way in the spiritual realm. You try to go into territory that you have no business. You don't even know where you are. You don't even know what you're mm-hmm. dealing with. It's like mm-hmm. the blind leading the blind. You saying, can you show me where we going? And they're like, yeah, sure. Y'all slapping into each other, walking. You keep saying, well, why do we keep bumping into each other? Don't you see where you're going, man? Walk straight. Mm-hmm. And then they eventually tell you, oh, I'm blind. I thought you were leading me. Mm-hmm. You don't have the authority to do what you're doing. There's nothing wrong with you praying. There's nothing wrong with okay. asking God for help, for guidance. Okay. I keep teaching you all. There's a proper way to pray where you see results. You must be specific with God. You don't go and say, God, here, I give this unto you. But as soon as you stop praying, you bend down and you scoop everything back up and walk away. You gave nothing to God. God is not a yo-yo. God is not a magician. He don't come out when you want him to. He don't feel like doing what you want him to do when you want to do it. He's not going to come and heal, deliver, and set free when you say do these things, when you don't have the authority. You don't have the proper relationship to even speak to God on this level. When you're not obedient to God, God ain't stunting you. When you want to do it your way, God going to allow you to do it your way, and whatever comes your way is going to be rightfully so. We follow these people on these TVs, these people in these church houses where God does not reside, and you get these results. Your house is in shambles. You paying your offerings and tithing over there, but your mindset is somewhere else. You calling other pastors and preachers to pray for you because you do it to me. I don't have a heart to say, well, I ain't going to pray for them because they over there at that church. I go in. I ask God for the help for the people. But I can't do nothing unless God allows it. You all need to be careful on these realms, dimensions that you're trying to get into. If you don't understand what I'm saying about realms and dimensions, I'm talking about the places you go, people you're around, how you pray, where you're praying, what you're praying for, who you're praying for. You must have permission from God. You can be angry. All day long. You can be angry all day long. But the minute that you have a malice heart against God, you walking away, you ain't trying to feel it, you ain't trying to hear it, there's nothing that no one can do when you have a hardened heart. You must be teachable at all times. 
Okay, so if I have a question to that, when that person has a heart and heart, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> no one can unharm your <laughs> heart but God. But God, exactly. So if I'm trying to but get him listen, to call, I'm trying listen, to get him to call you, on, talk to Pastor Vernon, I'm trying to get him to come over there. But listen, listen to how you are. You are so angry right now that you cannot even allow God in. You can't even hear God. Uh-huh. I can't. I want him to be able to hear God. I want to see him to be able to talk to a But listen what you I want you him saying. to be able to talk to Pastor Vanny. But listen what you I want him to be able to do everything that feel all the happiness and joy that God is giving me. Because that's what? It feels good to not feel the way that I felt. It feels good not to be depressed. So I want my but listen at what you are saying. I want. You say, I want. I want. No one mm, can be mm, delivered mm. if they don't want the deliverance. Nobody can be delivered. We'll be sitting here wasting our time. Praying and asking God day after day after day when they already told you, look, I don't want this. This ain't what I want. I don't believe in this. Oh, I don't believe in God. I want to deal with my demons. Well, guess what? All we can do is send in the prayer for God to soften their hearts when they get ready. Send someone to prick their heart, God. Talk to them because when it's so close in, there's nothing you can do about it. Some people are so close to you that they can't receive from you. You are saying what you want, which is perfectly okay. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. You don't stop praying unless God says for you to stop praying. But right now, your hands are in the way of God. You have to allow him to live through what he's going through. If he doesn't go through it and go through it, he won't have a testimony to tell the next one that's dealing with mental illness, that's dealing with self-hate, that's dealing with unwanted love, or whatever the things may be that he's dealing with. We cannot fix people. We cannot change people. Only God can. That's why I played that song, Change Me. If you don't want it for yourself, why am I going to waste my time trying to beat you across the head with it? When you're fighting me, I'm getting beat up. You tearing my stuff up. You tearing my clothes off of me. I'm trying to clothe you because you naked. Here we both out here naked. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> no, God don't work like that. First of all, you need to sit calm and be quiet. Because your anger of a person not wanting what you're wanting for them, that's because right now what you're doing is you're being overbearing. You're not looking truly at what they are facing and going through. Because if you did, you would know how to go to the Father in prayer and begin to cast out those things as though 
they should be in that person's life or not be. But God hasn't given you the authority because there's still some levels of learning where you haven't even learned to submit to authority yet. I'll be halfway in the in uh, under the ministry. I'll be halfway there. I'll do this. I'll do that. But I'm not going to do that. I don't want them to do this, and I don't want them to do that. Well, if God gave you a loving family, and that's what you asked for, why would you not accept it? God said, "Don't be a fool, and don't be a reapproach." If He took you out of the darkness. You run right back to the darkness. But you try to run in the darkness with the tools that he's giving you, and you trying to figure out, well, why they ain't working? Because God's tools, his love, his grace, and his mercy does not reside in nothing dark. Nothing messy, nothing of one-mindedness, nothing on one accord of what you want. God's will is his will for us. He's a compassionate God, but he ain't going to deal with no mess and no foolishness. And he's he's not a God that does not deal with order. It must be in decency and in order. There's levels and steps and guidance to be on the right path with God. God don't mind no devils. None of that stuff don't scare God. Huh? We don't scare God. You can say what you don't want all day long. I guarantee you, if I have the authority and the power, it's coming about you. Them demons, demonic spirits don't, they don't bother me. I do this in my sleep. So you're not seeing results. Number one, we need to check ourselves. We need to check our anger level. We need to check what we're speaking. We need to check to make sure what you believe and what you're speaking out of your mouth lines up. And if it's God's will. You might want him to be delivered right now. God said, I'll deliver him in 2026 at the right appropriate time. Huh? You may say, God, I want him to live in this household with me and his sisters and brothers. We're going to eat together. We're going to sleep together. We're going to pray together. We're going to do this. And God said, no, I want him to walk the street. The family that prays together, yes. That's a, 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 a cliche. Because first of all, what is family to God? Family already, God already spoke it. If you don't worship my father as I do, you're not my family. Just because you have a bloodline, that's your bloodline. We share the same blood. But when you are a new creature in Christ, That's something totally different. 
Your bloodline resides with God, and whom God sends you in with as family, that is your family. In the body of Christ, he said there are many members. We're looking at this thing because I birthed this child. I did this. I did that. No. God gave you that child as a gift. No matter whether you were wrong or right. If you taught them the ways of God as they were coming up, he said that it will not depart from them when they are old. Bang. Can y'all put y'all phones on mute, please? We are on a recorded line. All these distractions and things going on in life, you really got to put this aside and walk this walk real, real with God. You got to be real with yourself. Are you walking with God or are you going to walk with the world? You can't have one fit over the fence and the other foot over the gate or the other foot over the wall, the other foot trying to, the other foot trying to be on a mountain. It's no way. You have to be stable. You can't be double-minded with this thing. You can't be their friend. Oh, well, they smoke and drink. Oh, let me, let me smoke a cigarette with them. Or let me smoke some weed with them. Let me take a drink with them. They're not going to see you on a level of hierarchy where I need to obey what you're asking of me. Oh, we equal. We good. We buddies. You do what I do. Why should I listen to you? That's why God is telling us to be mindful of the presence that we are in other people because you may just be entertaining an angel. That's why we as Christians or believers of God, because the Bible doesn't talk about the Christians, but the believers and followers of Christ, Your life must add up to what comes out of your mouth. What people see is what they're going to go by. They see you out in the street cussing and fussing and bumping fists and smoking and drinking or whatever. You know, they're not going to look at you to say, oh, God is in them. Oh, that's a holy woman over there. Let me, let me go out and pray for me. They're trying to run away from that type of lifestyle. The substance within us must be shown that we are the believers of God, that God resides in us, and we with him. Them enemy, them devils know what you're doing. You keep opening the back door. The windows, the toilets, the, the, the car doors and everything for them to come on in. But what you're forgetting is they're coming with seven more. Now, you got 77 billion entities fighting against you, and you just one person that can only chase a thousand. You ain't even put a dent in the army of, of the enemy. Come on. Be real. 
I'm not going to preach nothing and teach nothing that ain't of God. I'm not that person. That ain't who God created me to be. We win battles over here. We save the souls and lives of people for God. I don't make them run to the enemy. When God sends you my way, you have to do it. I'm not going to pressure you. I'm not going to prime and probe you. You must want it for yourself. Now, we have those that are straddling the fence such as your son. Yes, we're going to keep them on the altar all day long until God gets ready to do something. I'm not going to step out of my way and try to come and wrestle him down and tackle him down and bring him in the house, make him eat dinner, and he's fighting and throwing food all up. No, we ain't going to do that. Just because you're praying for him and you don't want to let him go, that don't mean you got to keep opening up your door for him. Let him stay on the other side of the door and, 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 and feel like he get get the true feeling of what he said. He don't want to let his demons go. Let him and his demons live on the other side of that door. It's okay. God's not going to condemn you for that because God ain't telling you to open the door for him in the first place. You're not strong enough to deal with it. To God be all the glory. If God has placed you all in this ministry... this is Bond. I wanted to say this. What if, like, your child, you worry about them and you can't sleep? They out there in the street. They don't know about the streets. But they out there and you worry about them. And, and then I, I called, like, for my son talking about me. I called him to see if he okay. You know, answer, and then when you do finally answer, I asked where you at. Uh, I know you out there in the street. Come on home. Because I, cause I can't sleep and I can worry. When you... First, I'm going to address this. The word worry. That's a sin to worry. God does not want us to worry about nothing. Because if he is for us, who can be against us? Just because it looks like the end is the end, nothing's going to come out of it, you know, it's not getting better, it's getting worse. We must trust in God. We must put our faith in God. If you truly say that you love him, you're going to believe him that he's going to set your sons free. We all know the enemy is running rampant for our men servants, our men child. And I ain't talking about just no black life. I'm talking about all lives of all men. 
It's been like that. The Bible is fulfilling itself. The first plague of this happening is in the Bible. The enemy got mad because Jesus was born. Jesus was a man child, born out of the vagina of a woman. The enemy wanted him to die, so they went throughout the whole earth. Anyone that had a man child born, first born must die. They killed the people's children. This is Bible. This is biblical prophecy. It's still going on today. The word went forth for those that follow after Christ. Put the blood stained banner upon your doorpost that the death angel may pass over your house. This is why you must be in the right place to hear the word of God, but not only hear it, but do it. When God sends out instructions, I told y'all, you needed to be at the night before the king. There were storms coming. It was a storm coming. How many storms have you heard of since then? How many things have not hit your house? How many blessings have come upon your household since you attended the night of the king. You ain't got to tell me, but it would be nice to give God's people the testimony so that they know how to come in and serve God. You have women crying out for their children, women crying out for themselves, Men crying out because they don't even know which way to go. There's not enough prayers in the atmosphere for the man. It's all for self. God is crying out for us. Come, all ye are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Heavy laden is what you're going through. What's burdening you? What's holding you down? Not only did he say he would give us rest, but if we obey him and turn our face back towards him from our wicked ways, he will do what? Heal the land. See, you read the word, but you don't do it. Some of you don't even read the word. You want the word to be fed to you. Some of you have not even lived in this type of manner of Christian walking or spiritual walking that you don't know how to be spiritually led and guided. This is why you're here today. 
What do you do with these distresses? Number one, you're not supposed to worry. Because if you've prayed, you've asked God to cover him or cover her as they are out in these pastures of the street, your heart, your mind shall believe on what you spoke out of your mouth. My son shall live and not die. My son shall return back into this household where he wants to serve God, where he wants God to be the head of his life. That's how you pray for your children. You don't pray and say, God, I want them to come home now. I want them to be in this house. Because first of all, they have to have to live their life. They may not be of age to live their life how they want to, but they made the decision. Don't worry yourself to death because when you're not here, they're still here running rampant with the enemy's camp. Now who else is going to pray for your child? Maybe God has touched someone else's heart to pray for them as they may have seen them in the pasture way of, of, you know, in the store or just walking by, seeing them in the neighborhood, things like that. Because God works in mysterious ways. So don't always think that it's just you praying for your children because there's other people that God will touch and put upon their heart to pray for others' children. But you must believe and you must say in your prayer, God, I release this gift. And you call their name out that God is giving you as a gift, but I present him back unto you that you may take care of him now because I cannot do it. And watch God move. Watch God work. But don't go back in and putting your hands in things. You ask God, God, teach me how to mother a son that wants to live in the street. If you truly did all that you were supposed to do is raising them and they decided to go off this way, and if you raised them properly, you showed them who God was, you prayed with them, you got them baptized, anointed, the way shall not depart from them as they get older. They're going to remember Mama always prayed. When they get tired of that world beating them up, they getting beat upside the head, they getting hospitalized, shot, stabbed, you know, they may not even go through that. Some of them may just be running from house to house. And they get tired of people putting them out. They got to live on the street. They dirty. They stinking. They've never gotten shot, never gotten stabbed, never gotten robbed. That's still the favor of God upon their life because some people get worse 
done to them by living and running in the street. I pray that you will soften your heart for your children, that you will allow God and the angels that are dispatched for your children to do and go and work for them. Not you try to fight the battles for them because that's not your place. Yes, you're going to worry, but guess what? If you really trust in God, you know that you don't get sleep. You know you ain't eating right. Guess what? Your health is deteriorating every second, every day that you sit and worry, walking the floor back and forth and smoking, drinking, whatever your ailment is of how you try to cope. It's detrimental to your health. That's why I say we got to look at ourselves first. And allow God to deal with us. And if we are strong enough, and if we're not strong enough, this is what the ministry is for. This is what the body of Christ is for. Do you hear what's on the line? Everybody is having the same issue, just a different body, different name, different age, and different scenario. How can we not be here for each other, to uplift each other, pray for each other? But when you distance yourself, only God is the one that can wheel you back in. God left the 99 to go back for the one. But I beseech you not to go into territory that you have no authority of going in. Only God knows what will happen to you. Stick with the ministry. If God sent you here to walk with me as an apostle, as a prophet, make sure you are in a proper place to receive your prophet's reward. Make sure you're in a proper place to receive the blessings of bountiful, bountiful blessings from the Lord because of your obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Just your time alone gives God a merry heart. It's 2.54. From 12 o'clock to 2.54, you've been in the presence of the Lord God Almighty. Do you know how much sin God erased from your slate this day? Because you decide to give God the praise, the glory, and all the honor? At this point, I want to hear some rebuttal. I want to hear some amens. I want to hear some hand clapping. Because God has done some things for you. 
Amen. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. You got to know how to open your mouth and praise him in the proper time. Yes. We can watch TV and jump up and down because somebody got married, somebody died, and all this stuff. You can do all this stuff. But when you get in your face and you pray and ask God, you don't even stop to say, God, I thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you for giving us more food than what we had yesterday. I thank you for not allowing the air to be cut off because it's 100 degrees outside. My children have asthma. No one's in the hospital, but we're dealing and treating their, their symptoms at home. Yes, Lord. I thank you that my son is out in the street, but he's still alive and breathing uh-huh. well. I thank you. My son might have his mental illness, but, God, I know you're going to bring him out. I curse and bind the spirit of infirmities that's that's clogging their mindset. Get with somebody that got some power. Iron sharpens iron. I ain't coming with no plastic knife and no fork to my pasta. I'm ready to eat. I hope it, it, it's not a, a, a tough piece of meat because you ain't cutting nothing with no plastic knife it's with some right. fake ridges on it. I don't want nothing fake. I want it real. That's you right. gonna give me a steak, give me a steak knife and a real fork that I can cut my meat and eat it. That's right. If you can't yes. eat meat, then you better be drinking milk until you can get to the meat. That's right. Don't take the phone for where you are in the body of Christ because it's going to show. That's Don't right. try to be all holier and stronger than thou. I ain't that strong. I got to call some help sometime too. Yeah, no, that's right. Give yeah, God praise right. when God needs his praise. That's right. Yes, Lord, thank you. You praise him and the blessings will come down. When you're going through, you praise God. You don't sit and waddle in your mess. You say, God, yet though they save me, slay me, yet will I praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Your body record will pay, but God, I'm still able to get up and walk and move. Every inch yes, out, but Jesus, I'm healed. Yes, Heal me, yes, Lord. Take the pain yes. from me, God. Talk to God as you need something. That's right. Don't come to God with no anger. He's not going to hear you. That's right. He's not going to come to you because you're thinking uh, he's your pimp. Mm -hmm. That's right. You don't run God. God runs you. Get out of the way. You double-minded. You double-tongue-speaking. Hypocrite. Don't do Jesus like that. He's your all in all. He's your lover. He's your friend. He's your sister. He's your brother. He's your mother and your father when you're fatherless. He's my everything. You treat him as such. That's right. You hear somebody on the street blaspheming God, you say, and God bless you. 
But mm-hmm. God has kept me here. Yeah. You know how many times I hear people say, F God? God ain't nothing. Wow. Yeah, I don't hear that before, too. Well, God? you know how many times I've seen my son burn the Bible and rip it up and put it in burn it up in the And he doesn't say that. And what am I supposed to do? I still pray for him. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you can't change them because they're going to continue to Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't people curse God. Let your blessings go up into the ears and to the nostrils of God that He must smell you as a sweet Savior. A sweet smell. You be in the hands and the bosom of God because His glory is the only thing that you have. If God takes His hand off of you, oh, to God be all the glory. So it be, you will be lost. Yes, right. No matter what is being done to you, you praise God. You tell God, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from which cometh my help, for my help cometh from you. Yes, right. Thank you, too. Don't you sit on God. And, and think he going to be your uh, Mr. Show Shoo Shoo and Showbox and you're going to be my chauffeur and my driver today. I'm telling you to go over here. I want you to turn down this road. No. Mm-hmm. God ain't your do boy. God mm-hmm. is your God. That's mm-hmm. powerful and mighty. You saw how he shut down a whole world? Nobody got mm-hmm. set out. Nobody's life was cut off. Nobody's water was off. Everybody had food to eat. Everybody had money. Whether they had a job, people that never even worked had money. Who can do a thing like that but God? The government ain't did it. They don't have that much power. That's right. How dare you let somebody come in your life and, and, and make you think, that they got power to rule over you. First of all, is your name Jesus? Y'all? Huh? Is your name Jesus? Is your name Yahweh? Is, uh, are you El Shaddai? Are you El Ohim? Hmm. Are you the author of my faith? He said that he's the beginning and the end. He's the bright morning star. I'm sorry, sir, man, but you didn't breathe no breath into my nostrils and woke my lungs up that I may breathe and have life again today. When I was on my deathbed, here, not here, can't see, can't eat, can't talk for myself, but the Lord God Almighty showed himself strong in my life and woke me up again, gave me brand new life. Now you tell me a man that's walking this earth that can do it for you and I'll shut up. I won't preach not now another day. No, that's right. So you want to tell me about a child that's in rage? I got a God that will rage harder than that. Mm-hmm. Put your trust in God and not in man. And that is truly what thus said the Lord God of hosts. If I not be the apostle and prophet that God has called me to be, I know he will shut it down. 
It is you that keep allowing things to happen in your life. Learn how to let go and let God. That's right. You can't make a person do nothing if they don't want to do it. That's right. That's so true. You want to talk spiritual and, 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 and biblical? The demons tried to tell God where to cast them off into. Cast us off over here. Cast us off over there. Cast us into those pigs over there. Guess mm-hmm. what? Because they thought they were going to live because the pigs was living. He cast mm-hmm. them off right into them pigs, and them pigs drowned in the water. You mm-hmm. still lost your life. God does not deal with demonic forces. He does not play with them. They do not live. Why do you Christians keep playing with demonic entities? If you, you are mean? a believer of Christ, why are you still playing with the devil? Why do you have conversations with the devil? He needs to shut up and go back to the pit of hell where he belongs. Mm-hmm. I shut the bowels of he- hell right now that nothing can creep in and crawl up out into your houses, into your minds, into your bodies, into your passions of working, into the things of your hands, because God said everything that your hands touch shall be blessed. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall you be coming in and going out. Blessed shall be your kneading bowl and your basket. Are you going to be blessed or are you going to be cursed? You can't live in both ways. Blessed. Thank you. We rebuke all word curses. All things spoken into your lives, all things damned upon your households. We ask God to dispatch the angels of hosts to go in war and shred and tear down every demonic thing in your life, in your children's life, that's ailing you from keeping you from the love of God. God, the word of God said, no light, no depth, nothing can keep me from the love of God. You keeping your from the love of God. You keeping yourself from peace. Let peace be still. Put on the whole armor of God. Walk in uprightness. Stop looking at what you don't have and look at what you have and be grateful. Do you know there's people that can't even praise God? They can't even open their mouth and talk about God? They can't clap their hands? They can't read the Bible because they lose their life? Are you ready to lose your life for God? I don't think so because you're still weak now. Stop being weak and be strong. You can be strong to cuss some people out when they call that phone. You can be strong to cuss your sons and your kids out because they don't do what you ask them to do. You can cuss your mama and your daddy out 
because they ain't doing what you want them to do because y'all going back and forth, stop it. These are the people you're going to need. That's why I read about Joseph. Go back and read Genesis and understand how Joseph was cast off by his family, his brothers. He left the family. How can you say, I can't leave something that's killing you, that's beating you? You want the devil to stay with you? No, 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 no. You go back to the pit of hell where you belong. I don't like habit. I don't like pain. I like joy and peace, happiness, love. Yes, God said we're going to have to deal with long-suffering. Yes, we're going to have to be persecuted because we decided to walk with Jesus. But with God, we are protected. Y'all better stop playing with your life. Stop playing church and be church. Be the being of God that he created you to be. Church is just that that building over there. You're not the church. Because the church is filled with multiple people. Now, if you talk to now, you're the church, that means you're schizophrenic. You got too many voices and heads going on. We need to, to rebuke that up out of you. We are a member of the body of Christ, the kingdom, and we all serve a purpose. 